and welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. My name is Victoria Rush. Here, I'll be talking to marketing leaders in the recruitment industry, discussing their careers in recruitment, passions for marketing, and the challenges and successes they have faced along the way. My aim for this podcast is to share the opinions and insights of a variety of experts from across the recruitment marketing landscape. I'll be discussing their experiences and learns while building recruitment brands around the world. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. My name is Victoria Rush and today I'm really excited to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Anita, who is Senior Marketing Exec at Faden International. Yeah, but what's my surname? (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair, that's so not fair. Um, Thanks for joining us, apparently. Um, Yeah, so please could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure, Vicky. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Anita. I work at Faden International as a senior marketing executive for the EMEA region. And I am Irish. I have lived in London for over three years in total, but I have four and a half years marketing experience and six years of experience within the recruitment industry. Good. So how did you end up in recruitment? Um, I first moved to, when I first moved back to London, a friend of mine had been placed into HSBC uh, through a firm called Robert Walters, and so she referred me to them. So I put, got them my CV, and I met with a lady um, in their offices based in Covent Garden. But when I got there, I was so impressed with the actual atmosphere in the office there, and the way the, con- the lady, you know, conducted herself, and... Um, whatnot that I expressed interest in if there was any internal peer roles there. It just so happened that there was. Um, and yeah, that's how I got into recruitment. So did you start in Dublin with Robert Walters? No, you? I started in the London office. Okay. So I started as a PA to the exec search team there. Um, and I spent 15 months there before a role opened up in the Dublin office um, in marketing. Ah, so an internal move. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I... After 15 months in London, I moved to the Dublin office. And yeah, I spent three years working working there um, in marketing. Oh, nice. So how did you find moving from um, an agency in Dublin to, to London, which obviously you then eventually did? Yeah, it was actually fine for me. Um, the move, moving from one place to another, yeah. was, was fine. It wasn't an issue because I've done it yeah. before. But... But like I started my career within the recruitment industry in a London-based office, so I knew what to expect with regards to London environment, etc. Um, and even though I'd worked in a smaller office in, in Dublin, I was always required to work frequently with the global marketing team and to stay aware of what was the market activity happening in their region. So I always felt like I was part of an international organisation. The only thing is, is with Robert Walters, it's a leading organisation that's been in business for over 30 years. It's got its structure in place, its teams in place regionally throughout the globe. Faden International is going through this really exciting period where they're growing so rapidly that we're not fully sure where our resources need to be. And so we're still at that at that. A place where we're working out how best to position ourselves. And so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So go on, tell me what has been your best day so far in your career, and mm. why? Other than the day you started working with me. 
Lovely. Um, you actually know this one as well. Do you remember? Do you remember when I presented at the ASM? Oh yeah, I do. Oh, you were awful. so nervous. No, yeah. it was awful. It wasn't a good day. Well, I suppose. And, uh, it was a great day. It no, great it was day. awful. It was awful, Vicky. I was nervous all day. Um, it's hard. You were presenting in front of three hundred of your peers. No, over three hundred. And like, I'm not a public speaker. I don't like the spotlight. I mean, I talk a lot, right? But that doesn't mean That's that true. I want everyone to listen to me. <laughs> um, but you did so well. Yeah, no, I did. And, you know, that's what made it the best day, that feeling when it was over, because um, I was really afraid and I believed I couldn't do it, or at least if I... Uh, I wouldn't do it very well. But I did it, and I did it well, and the feedback was amazing. Yeah. Um, um, and the feedback was great. And there's just that feeling of accomplishment afterwards because I was so afraid to do it. It was like the same feeling of fear that I had just before I went travelling solo in Asia and America and South America mm, it was yeah. just this fear and this but my body actually being like I don't want to do this but I did it uh, I did That's it anyway great. and it worked out for the best so yeah it's hard you got to present the marketing team back essentially and what marketing does to 300 plus salespeople who just want to see numbers and figures and and uh, and get to the bar yeah but it's not even salespeople it's just like the most senior people in your this is yeah. like everybody do you know so I'm a senior marketing executive presenting to the CFO the CEO and everybody else do you know what I mean so yeah. it was very nerve wracking how did you get yourself on stage other than rescue remedy and a, and a small tiny little bowl of Jameson's that you bought me that I bought you yeah how did I get on stage I literally walked I walked onto the stage <laughs> I had <laughs> no other choice no, that, what, I mean, I don't know, like, now, in hindsight, why weren't you the one who was on the stage, Vicky? Thank you. Why Thank weren't you. you the one that was on the stage? <laughs> but what did you do to prepare? I mean, it's a tough thing that a lot of people have to do, whether it's 50 people, 20 people, or 300 people. What did you do to just drive yourself on I that stage? I said that presentation so many times that I honestly believe if, I, if you asked me to present the exact same presentation tomorrow, I probably could deliver it the exact same way. But it's just practice, practice. It was confidence in knowing what you were saying. No, do you know what? It was just, yeah, there's a lot to be said about giving a presentation, right? If if you know what you're talking about, regardless, if you know what you're talking about, it go, it'll go much smoother, mm. pretty much. Otherwise... Have the words in your head. Exactly. If you understand yeah. what you're saying and what you how you want to say it, you will be fine. Um, obviously, the stage fight is, can factor that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, you did well. I'll give you that. It was a good day. Thanks. <laughs> what, other than that, has been one of the biggest actual challenges for you um, in your career so far? Uh, do you know what? As I gain more experience and step into more senior roles, I really do find management to be a particular skill, something I probably would have thought was a given as you progress in your career but in fact I do believe it's a skill I think mm. some people are made for it and others maybe not so much it doesn't just naturally happen when you get a yeah. job promotion you actually have to it's another skill to learn yeah for me in particular you know my personality yeah. I I like people I like to get on with people I like an easy life and so the more I the more responsibilities, management responsibilities mm. I take on, um, 
keeping that keeping the personal separate from the professional and and it's going tough. home without worrying about if you offended somebody or if you didn't ask somebody to do something in the right way mm. um little things that i really shouldn't let get to me but because of my natural personality or the way i am i do i find difficult but again that's just me you know yeah your management style would be different to my management style based on our personalities. However, I do believe being a manager is a skill. What are you doing to learn it? I, do you know what? I've had some really, really good managers that I have, since I started my career, since I started mm. working, um, I've observed and kind of learned from, and I, I really do try my best to keep as close to my personality, but incorporate their management styles in it. Um, and just, I suppose, just con- just frequently reminding myself that there is a line between personal and professional and I should not take it personally. I'm nearly 30. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you've been around the recruitment industry a little while and done the marketing for pretty much just as long. What do you think, what do you see as tools or strategies that companies have really overused some may have lost their effectiveness uh, in comparison to, to to the cost that they may have i actually don't know if print and sales brochures is something we really should be doing as uh, still i mean look a lot of it in is a digital age it, yeah. exactly a lot of it's so like you said in a digital age where people are on their mobiles or have their heads in a tablet or a laptop the majority of their depending on what they work on um, if it's really something that we're doing right so I suppose what I mean is not about you know printing off a sales brochure I mean more the content that we include in that sales brochure within the recruitment industry I think a lot of people try to in their sales collateral explain what recruitment is and what industries they work across to the audience that they're trying to sell to who also work in that industry do you know what I mean they already know the information that we're giving them essentially yeah Um, but also I also think that a lot of recruitment companies say the exact same thing in their collateral too Mm. Um, I don't feel like we should be writing about what we do that is different to each other yeah, I think we should be writing out what, why we do what we do best as a business, so that we can attract the right audience. So rather than explaining what recruitment is and what industry you work across, provide collateral with why someone should work with you. Um, highlight what you're good at doing, and what you rather than just stating what you actually do, like just produce just keep uh, brochures in digital format. Um, Utilize your, your website, website. Yeah. yeah, simple things like that, and just save on on high print and delivery costs. So actually, that pretty that nicely brings me onto my next question. You know, budgets aren't always uh, that big for marketing teams, especially in recruitment, in comparison to say the number of consultants that you have. But um, for companies who do have smaller budgets, what one thing do you believe the company should be focusing on in marketing? start with at least absolutely invest in a user-friendly website consider the journey for both the candidate and the client right it's so easy in this day and age with the amount of websites that we use right now it's so easy in this day and age to get 
bored and lose interest. Mm. And Attention not... spans are less than something like less than a goldfish. That and also if you're on a website and it's taking you forever to just find a job or find mm. a piece of content, you're gonna just it's so it's quicker to just X out and Google search another recruitment. Another firm. agency. Yeah. I mean, really just approach always think I mean, think of the website as your shop window. This is how the external world, the majority of your audience is seeing you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's so important how you present. It is. How you present yourself. And yeah, so invest in a website. Consider the message, the tone, the service offering. And whatever you do, consider the user journey. You need to make sure that the visitor to your website gets to where they need to in a small amount of time as possible yeah. um, because it's so easy to lose interest and, and search elsewhere and with the amount of mobile applications you get now if you don't have a mobile friendly site you're mm. going to lose what was it 50% of your applications just from not being somebody not being able to get to the application of a role and easily apply from their phone I mean realistically if it's not easy to use I'd say you'd probably be closer to 100% it's super important that your website is is user friendly and easy to follow. How do you think sales and marketing can actually work together to benefit a brand? I mean, marketers create and build a brand identity and recruiters and salespeople have the opportunity to then benefit from that identity, but also can very quickly pull it apart in just a matter of minutes. Well, that's it, actually. Yeah, I think both departments need to understand the function and role of each other. Like you said... A consultant can, depending on their action, affect how a brand is perceived. Um, and so by them understanding that could influence how, how we work with them. Um, by understanding the function and role of each other. It's our job in marketing to make people aware of a product or service. And it's their, it's their job to deliver that product or, to, or provide that service. Um, and so dependent on how well they do that, their job depends on how, I suppose, well we can do ours. Um, like you said, it really does affect the integrity of a brand if one consultant ends up behaving in an atrocious manner, both inside and yeah. outside of the workplace. Because... I do believe that even when you leave the office, you still are a brand representative outside of the office. So um, I do think that's something to consider, but I'm, I'm veering off the point here. Um, once the gar- once once each, both departments understand what each function does and they both realise that the end goal is the same, um, I think... Yeah, they'll work more efficiently. The company will harmony. benefit yeah, much absolutely. better from, from everyone heading for the same for the same outcome. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, look, we want to do our job well. I don't know anybody who goes into work and doesn't want to do their job well. Um, they obviously want to do their job well, whatever their motivations yeah, and reasons for it. Um, and so by understanding that, look, while we both do two completely different roles, we both want the end goal to be the same in that we want people to work with us and want to work with us. Um, And yeah, so I think first and foremost, understanding, making sure everybody understands that is probably the most important thing. So do you think the future of that will be bringing in something like technology to help do that? Or do you think the future is going to end up being, uh, going in a different direction? Um, 
you know what? We have we hear so much talk about technology and how it's going to impact the recruitment industry, AI, AR, all of that. However, like I said earlier, I do believe the recruitment industry is all about people. We are in the people business and no matter what technology advancements may come in the years to come, there will never be a transaction within recruitment that does not require people. So I all I do believe that the future of marketing is it's it's always going to be a people business regardless of technology. Regardless of yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Now last question for you. If you could give your your younger self or me one piece of advice uh you know for when you first started out what would it be? For when I first started out in life or in my career? <laughs> no, I'm talking. Um, Both. I would, oh, well, those two answers will differ yeah, very true. much. I don't think um, we can share the other one, but go on. Uh, I would say don't be afraid to ask questions. Honestly, everywhere, everyone starts somewhere. Um, nobody c- comes into their career knowing everything. You have to learn. Every, I literally say to my team, every day is a school day. Um, but, yeah, I think I was initially at the beginning hesitant to ask questions and it affected it well affected my confidence but it affected you know me getting some of my work done um in that I maybe wasn't completing a task on time because I was too nervous to ask the director what a regulation in a certain area meant and I didn't want to come across as silly or whatnot um yeah don't don't be afraid to ask questions um everyone makes mistakes you learn as you go just try not to make mistakes that um, can get you fired and you should be fine <laughs> well that's that's uh, one good piece of advice mm. thank you for joining us anita thanks for having me victoria <laughs>